as a coach, I really am wanting to be that person who is positive, shows enthusiasm, um, definitely provides support, can be trusted, and you know, really get that goal-oriented mindset going. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. everybody. Welcome back to the Small Minded Podcast. My name is Molly Knuth and I'm your host as we talk about the stories and strategies of small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. Today is something new and I'm so excited that I'm sharing our very first interview here on Small Minded with you all. And it's with one of my most favorite people who I've had the chance to work with. So Andrea Mauser is one of those people you're just inspired to be around. From a mom of four to a kick-ass member of this workout group that I'm part of to helping behind the scenes of her husband's own small business, Andrea just has been one of those people who has a lot on her plate, but she's always got space to give you encouragement and inspiration and just is a happy and generous person. In 2019, she felt the urge to try something new. She felt a little calling on her heart, and she earned her certificate in health and wellness coaching. Now, Andrea works with women in small towns across eastern Iowa to help them de-stress, practice healthy habits, and grow in any direction they choose. I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode with Andrea Mauser of Choose Your Journey. Let's go. Well, welcome, Andrea. How are you doing this morning? I am so good, Molly. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on the Small Minded Podcast today. I'm so excited to have Andrea here because she is just a wealth of information. She's always so uplifting and inspirational in the various spaces I've interacted with her before. And I'm excited to bring her to the podcast for all of you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. Great. Andrea, can you just give us a little synopsis of who you are, what you do, and your journey that brought you to being a small business owner yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a certified life and health coach and the creator of Choose Your Journey. And I live in New Vienna, Iowa with my husband, Joe, and our four children. I decided um, during the pandemic of all times to start a business. I had an opportunity to attend a summit where they were talking about kind of getting started with business. And I felt like, you know what, a pandemic, everybody is kind of throwing their hands up in the air of what next, what do I do? And I was there myself and I thought, okay, maybe this is a good time. um, Even though it sounds like an oxymoron to, you know, start connecting with people and offering some coaching. And so that is when I started was in April of this year. And for me, when I think of coaching, you know, it's really taking on a form of development that a learner is able to get. You know, you think about coaching, we have 
our kids have sports teams, their coaches that way in schools and performing arts, you have like voice lesson coaches and just coaches, different dynamics. So really helping the individual kind of achieve that specific personal or maybe a professional goal by getting some training and more guidance. As a coach, I really am wanting to be that person who is positive, shows enthusiasm, um, definitely provides support, can be trusted and, you know, really get that goal oriented mindset going. That is awesome. So when you were in the process of your training, you said you started that during the pandemic, like decided to go for it. So when were you actually completed with your certification and ready to start with your coaching clients? I received my certification in May. Um, My program started through HCI last September. So through the course of that period, we were just learning about behavior change. And to me, that was so impactful because you know, there's so much of what we do that is a result of our actions or inactions to change something. Like we know what we need to do. Sometimes we just don't, we're not able to get there. So, okay, let's get to the root. Why do we do the things we do and how do we impact that? So diving into the behavior change was pretty phenomenal. And what a good time though. You couldn't have known it when you were like going through the courses but to have all of that behavior change information at your disposal before the pandemic, when all of us were going through like not really self-selected behavior change, but like we were having that imposed on us. What a great time for you to be able to like hone your skills and help other people. Right. Yeah. I felt a little guilty. I'll be honest because, you know, I was connecting with friends and just hearing like their worrisome, like, Oh my gosh, you know, they were just frantic with stress. And I thought, is something wrong with me? Because I'm not really feeling that. And that also kind of helped me think about, okay, I'm not saying my life is perfect by any means. We have the stress, but I, I felt like I was able to kind of manage it. And so I wanted to be able to kind of empower other people to have that sense of feeling too, with knowing like, we don't know when school is going back. We don't know when we can see our family. Like we're a people of connectivity and not having that really results in, you know, hard times, hard season for people. So you had the tools that you felt like equipped you to be able to handle those stressors in that timeframe. Oh, that's awesome. In your business, I know that through a couple of the previous episodes of the Small Minded Podcast, if people had listened, we talked about being very clear on who it is you help and what you do for this ideal audience, if you will. Can you walk us through like, who are some of the people that you focus on or you help with your services and what are some of the things you do with them? Yeah, I'm really, I like to think that I'm really focused on women, especially busy moms who are short on time are maybe going down the road of mindless eating or stress eating and just feeling like they are not able to, you know, be the best that they want to be. They know they want to, they just fumbling through time and, having to take the kids to activities that they're just kind of lose themselves. And I help them reconnect with their purpose, their value, because when they do that, it just really like allows them to connect with the other areas in their life and help that flourish. So I have um, things that I focus on in different areas because some people need different things. Obviously health and wellness is a big component. Self-development is also a focus in addition to career, financial, just existing relationships. And then, you know, even from a spirituality, like we connect on all those levels. 
That's exciting. That's so, so great. Okay. So we're going to come back to your services too, but I know you've got or here at Small Minded, we talk about small towns and small businesses. And I know that you're also involved in your husband's small business. So do you want to speak to that a little bit too? And like how you're balancing two small businesses at the same time? Sure, sure. So um, so I'll, I'll take a step back and I'll just share real quick that when I was in college, so my husband and I have been together for 21 years, but we've been married for 16. And when he was 21, he had a business opportunity come to him to purchase the mechanic business he was working at through high school which he did buy. And so, you know, giving that of like, okay, you're, you're 21 years old, you're taking over this business and I'm in college. My degree at the time was English as a second language. So here my thought was to go explore the world. I had gone overseas for a semester and I was like, this is where I'm probably going to be. And then he gets that call and we get that agreement made of like, yep, this is what he wants to do. And so we moved to New Vienna and I had never been to New Vienna, I, so I had driven through it. So I kind of laughed because I grew up on a farm south of the Dubuque Airport. So I kind of joke, I went from one end of the county to the other, from the southern portion to the up northern. So, you know, thinking about small town, I thought, okay, I've never lived in a small town. Dubuque is a small town in my mind because... And Dubuque you know, is like 70,000 people, but New right. Vienna is what? I think there are about three. Oh no, 300. Oh, like, okay. very small. Very small. Very mm-hmm. small. And, you know, the thought I had around it was, I'm not going to fit in here only because, you know, when I think of small towns or I did at that point was I think of like, you get generations of families, like it's a very close knit group and I'm an outsider, right? Like, how are they going to, how am I going to fit into this? Because it's such a close knit group. Like, is there going to be room for a transplant, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. moving from the country to the city? So taking that on and, you know, I you all have our initial thoughts on things and our first impressions, but I'll be honest, like once we moved here, it was nothing but a welcoming atmosphere. You know, people checked in, like we moved in and they were like bringing us food. I didn't know who these people were, but they were like showing up and and providing like, Oh, here's desserts or what do you need for yourself? And just that welcoming atmosphere was like, wow, okay. This is totally different than what I anticipated. And then from a small business standpoint too, you know, yes, Joe has the business and I do um, help him with his bookkeeping. So he's had that now over 17 years, which seems crazy because I don't feel like we're that old, you know, (laughs) of course you're not. No, (laughs) but you know what I, what I really value is that I have witnessed just how devoted people are who are small business owners and the impact that they share with those that they that come to their service or maybe that they're seeking out, you know, I can remember times when Joe, we, he would get a call, like we have the gas station in town and somebody locked their keys in their car. You know, they just knew if they called Joe, like he's, he's right there, he can help. And he's been able to help a lot of people out of a bind because we need our car, right? We're, we're pretty remote here in Eastern Iowa. So it's not like we get public transportation or something that is going to be able to pick us up and take us on our way. So people rely on their cars. And so for him to be able to kind of have that, you know, reputation of really good customer service and just focusing on the community needs. That's the other thing I've noticed is that small businesses, they show up, you know, when there's a call to action or a request, they're always the first ones to stand up and say, I got you covered. What do you need? It's just remarkable knowing that they're up against like 
the bigger companies in regards to, you know, I think about the auto mechanic, people can take it to a dealership, you know, where they have a lot more workers where Joe has a, a small group of employees. And so just thinking about how do you balance that knowing that you're in the small town and trying to want to have a successful business. So I just applaud all the efforts that the small business owners make, especially with the pandemic and knowing that many of them did have to shut down and, you know, lose out on that opportunity. And I just, I pray that they're able to, to rebound. Oh, that's so awesome. You're so well-spoken. I love having you here. And I, I know that listeners can't like see you right now, but I hope they can hear the passion in your voice because it's just so evident that you are loving what you're doing and what you're talking about and where you're at. Um, so from that experience with, you know, helping Joe and seeing him through the whole evolution of his business from taking it over to the various stages of small business ownership. What were some things that you learned by watching that process and through other small business owners that you know that you could apply as you were beginning your coaching business? Was there anything that you were like, oh, I remember them having this problem or I remember them using this specific tool and I can implement that as I begin my own? Yeah, I think, um, what I've, what I've recognized is that when you have passion around something, you're unstoppable. Like you're going to make it work. And, and the, the journey's not easy. Um, you know, for Joe, he, he was new to the area. He had worked for the business through high school, but you know, the name that was associated was from a multi-generation family. So he took over, I think it was a second generation. And just, I think part of it was having that or giving off the impression or, or, or demonstrating yourself, like showing up and being like, you know, I'm a reputable person. You can trust me because with your vehicles in that regard, you know, you want somebody that you can trust because I hate to say it, but sometimes mechanics get a bad rap because they're just out to price gouge people because we don't know what needs to be fixed, but we rely on that person. And, and really in that regard, when you have that trust of people, it just opens up other avenues for him to be by taking over an existing business, he had the clientele where I know some businesses are, are startups. And so what I appreciate about that is that, you know, you're, you're connecting from kind of the ground up and trying to get those network opportunities to meet with clients or potential clients and showing out your services. And sometimes it can be a very, um, big world, but a small world because you find that there's so many connections. That's what I've loved too, is that, you know, now that he's been established for as long as he has, his mom, even she worked at the doctor's office and people would know her name. And they'd be like, Oh, is Joe your son? You know, you just kind of find out different ways that people are connected. And all of a sudden you have these new, new contacts that you can utilize. So I think for myself is just recognizing businesses take time and it's worth putting in the hard work because the opportunities that open up are just abundant in that regard. That's awesome. I love all the things you spoke to and about like how demonstrating yourself and building up that positive first impression and then building your reputation takes you such a long way. And especially in small towns, reputation is so much, like you said, you just have to make sure that you work hard. And like you said, it takes, it's a journey. Definitely you're building, but yeah, just making sure that you have that reliability is so key. Awesome. One more question about small towns, and then we're going to get back into the specifics of your business. So what do you love most about living in small town, New Vienna, Iowa? 
Well, we are the envy of Iowa. I didn't know. If and that is the that. best <laughs> motto I've ever heard. I went to college with a person from New Vienna and he said that in our very first class. And he's like, well, I'm from the envy of Iowa. And I was like, that right. is the best marketing tagline I've ever heard. It's so great. Yeah. Um, and what I love about it too, is that, you know, I think what I love the most is, you know, you're driving down the road, especially like 136 going to Dyersville. And I can't tell you how many cars that pass by me that I'm like, oh, it's so-and-so, or, you know, you just get this continuous, you just keep your hand up because the wave is <laughs> continuous. It just, there's so many people that are going back and forth, but you know, as far as like the atmosphere, you know, we're just, I don't know, especially maybe now with all the beautiful colors that we have around us, it's just such a pretty town and you know you, you have like your what I want to call like your staple items like you have your church you have the bank you have various um small town like general store the the gas station or Joe's mechanic shop so it's just kind of like a little Mayberry maybe maybe that's kind of cliche but you know I I know I can walk down any street and and say hello to people and I know we're going to have that engagement and you know it's kind of funny because at one point like I was always walking in the summer and I didn't get out there a couple of days, I think, because I had to, we were gone or something, but somebody said to Joe, they're like, we haven't seen your wife out. Is she okay? You know, people are checking <laughs> in to make sure, like, they have your back. Mm-hmm. You just know that you have someone that you can trust and rely on and make the phone call to say, hey, do you have an extra egg? Because I didn't get the right amount of groceries and I'm, I'm in the middle of this recipe. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And for people who have never been to New Vienna, Iowa, it is like a little Mayberry. Like, it's on the highway, but the highway doesn't bypass it. It goes straight through the downtown main street area. So Mm -hmm. you have like a cute little park and you've got a cute community building and you've got uh, like on the other side is like a restaurant and Joe's shop and a couple other places. And then this beautiful church, it's St. Boniface, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just this old limestone church and it's gorgeous. So it's just, yeah, as you drive through and it's up on like a higher elevation. So you overlook all these trees and timber. It's just beautiful. So yeah, yeah, little Mayberry. Yeah. Okay. So back to choose your journey. How did you choose the name for choose your journey, by the way? You know, it's funny. I had some different ideas and I just kept thinking about like a journey. Life is a journey. Like we have so much of what we do. That's a journey. And a journey is a part of a process. And when I think about coaching, you know, I think about like development and the journey is not the destination. Like you can decide where you want to go. So I just felt like, you know, let's leave it up to the person. Where do you want to go today? Who do you want to be? Choose your journey. That's awesome. Very smart. When you talked earlier, you said that you can help, you particularly focus on women, but you can help them in a lot of aspects of their lives, whatever, like you said, whatever their journey is, whatever they feel like they need to be lifted up in right now in this season of their life. So why right now in late 2020, is it a perfect time for somebody to really invest in themselves and spend some time with like self-care, personal development and the things that you focus on? Yeah. Well, I really feel like we are just in an environment where we're weebling, weeble wobble. Like, I don't know if your kids had the little, like, mm-hmm. I think they were called weebles, but we're just teetering back and forth on trying to balance everything, whether it's, you know, home life, work life social life. Um, a lot of that's taking a back seat and we're just trying to, we're in a thrive to survive type mode. And when we do that for so long, I mean, we're talking, this has been going on what six plus months of being in this pandemic state with a high stress level. We're seeing crash and burn going on with people. I mean, they are just maxed out. Like you can run 
a marathon, but you know there's an end in sight. We don't really know when this is going to end or what our new normal is going to look like. So I think it's just more than ever just so necessary to have self-care be a part of a priority for yourself because when you do that, and, and I think about it, I think I read it in Rachel Hollis's book where she compared herself to being a vase, you know, like when we, if we are a vase and we tilt ourselves to try to fill it, um, you know, the, the other areas around us, we, we do that weeble. And then what happens when we continue to do that, we, we shatter. And when we're shattered, we can't put ourselves back together in the same format that we were, where if we fill ourselves up so full that the water comes pouring out of our vase into the other things, like here we are, we are focused. We are, you know, we feel confident. The other parts of life are just going to connect. Like that's what I found so interesting is when one aspect is out of whack, a lot of the other things in our life is out of whack too. By taking care of ourselves and, and knowing that it's not selfish to do that, but it's very vital and very important. You're going to see your other areas of life flourish and who doesn't want that? I love that image of the vase and like standing tall and letting yourself fill up so that it overflows into the other people and the other responsibilities that you have in your life. Cause we all know that as small town people, we're like parents, we're business owners or we're employees and we're volunteering and we're planning the next church function or whatever. So we have so many things that are relying on us. And like you said, we're doing all of these same things right now, but under this like pandemic and this huge weight of like, what's going to happen next? So I love that you talked about making sure you fill yourself and you're focused on yourself so that you can be even better for others too. I know that this month in particular, we're talking, I guess I should put some frame around this. This is October. In a lot of your coaching and on social media, you've been talking about how to help busy moms. And what are some things that listeners who are busy moms, or I guess busy dads, busy parents, what are some things that you teach them that they can enact right now if they don't have an hour, two hours? What are some things they can do in the immediate time to kind of recenter themselves if they're feeling super stressed? Well, one of the things that I really want people to focus on is what reconnecting with what your top priorities are. And, you know, I throw out five, but it could be less, it could be more just depending upon what you want or what your needs are. So when you know what your priorities are in your life, you're apt to take more direction and, and getting to them. Right. And so one of the things that I also focus on is create that anchor, which is kind of that physical reminder of what you want to do or why you want to go. Maybe it's your wedding ring, or maybe it's a bracelet or, you know, that hug that you get from your child when they come home from school. Like that is your anchor to be like, yes, this is why I'm going to let this go. Or this is why I'm not going to stress about this because it's not in line with my priorities. You know, when you're moving towards your priorities, the other stuff's going to shed itself out. And part of that is knowing, can you clear your clutter? And I think about that, like when we get new furniture in the house, you have to take the old stuff out of the room to make room for the new. And that's, that's a great, just, idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Just like with your calendar, you know, uh, I, we probably would want to throw up if we looked at our calendars, right? You know, just thinking all the to-dos or maybe what we even don't have documented, but we're like, oh, I, sh I should have put that on there because I know I have to do it. So if we really took time to think ahead, you know, and, and this is something I do each week is looking ahead to the next week. What do we have going on? And is there anything that I can like kind of clear out? 
does it align to my priority or is it something that I can do without? And so kind of honoring your yes and no and what your commitments are because you don't want to create more stress in your life than what's already there. That is so great. And I, I heard this somewhere, maybe this was Rachel Hollis too. I remember a passage that just said, whenever I say yes, it's a no to something else. So if I am constantly saying yes to anything that is asked of me, I'm saying no to my family. I'm saying no to just quiet time on the couch. I'm saying no to getting that walk in later today that I so need for clarity. I remember reading that and I was so resonated with it. And I could hear that and what you were saying just now about prioritizing and setting the anchor point. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's not like, well, if you say no to things, you're going to be lazy. There's a difference, right? You can be very productive and have high energy by disengaging from things that don't give you energy or take away. Awesome. Okay. So next question, why is it important for small business owners in particular to take the time for self-care? We know that they have a lot of to-dos. So is there something that small business owners can do in their work schedules? Because we just talked about busy moms. Is there something they can do or is it the same process, prioritizing and anchoring? Well, I, I chuckle only because I feel like small business owners are the last to relinquish time off. It's very challenging for a small business owner to feel like they can take time away. My husband put it very eloquently, you know, he's like, I am my own boss, but I've got how many other bosses because they're the customers who need their cars worked on. So it's really kind of being mindful of scheduling purposes to be able to serve those. So I guess knowing that and knowing how hard they work and just having that appreciation for all that they do and being okay with building that time in during the day, maybe it's just putting time on the calendar, setting it out like 15 minutes, like you're going to remove yourself from where you are just so that you can allow your brain to recharge and get refocused and re-energized, you know, cause if you're at something all day long, at some point you're just, the energy is going to leave. <laughs> and, and, you know, by doing that, it's something that you can just rejuvenate yourself and you don't want to get burned out. And I feel like if people don't allow themselves time to reflect, have gratitude, you know, just press pause, even if it's for a few moments, you know, people are going to move away from having that love and passion to kind of resentment or feeling that burnt out. You know, I always suggest, I say, you know, can you be done at five? Can you just not schedule something after a certain time? And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Emergencies come up. So I think if people are able to be mindful of schedule opportunities and is there some efficiencies they can build in that will help alleviate some work, that'll definitely reduce some stress and allow more self-care. If you're comfortable, I know that you're a mom and you're a business owner. What are some ways that you recharge and reset during the day? I, I love being outside. So if I can get out for a walk, that is my idea of kind of connecting. And I've really changed the focus where I used to think like I had to get a really good workout in. I had to be like super sweaty, you know, high calorie burn. But now I realize it's just a matter of having movement. And if it's a walk, if it's sometimes it's cleaning my house, like that can be relaxing to me to be able to like sweep the floor. I know that's kind of silly, but there's certain things that just re-energize me and 
I, I definitely make time every day. Part of what I do also is I have a journal. I do a journal entry of like reflection and gratitude. And that is very empowering to me because sometimes it's a matter of like, just remembering like I had a warm cup of coffee, you know, with a busy lifestyle, sometimes that doesn't even happen. And so just finding appreciation and even the smallest of things can make the day just so much better. That's so awesome. And yeah, it's all such a journey, right? I mean, you didn't start off, you're like, you turned 25 and you're like, oh, I have all this clarity and now I know what I need to reset. I love the way you talk about it. It's such a journey of like listening to your body and like learning how you uniquely operate because what works for Andrea might not work for Molly, even though I hear a lot mm-hmm. of like similarities in what you said and what, what I feel too. Yeah. But I love your focus of making it personalized around the person you're helping, your client, and figuring out what really ticks their boxes, what really helps them because it's going to be so unique for every person. Love that. Okay. We just have a couple more questions and then I think we will wrap this up. So can you tell us what are some ways that people can work with you? What are some programs you have coming up that you want people to be aware of? And then how can they connect with you online? Ah, Well, as far as working with me, you know, sometimes people think of me like kind of like as a personal trainer (laughs) in that regard of from a health coach, I'm able to kind of help them be changing habits. So think of me like a master of habit change. I want to help them change the relationship they have with food and activity. We want to move away from, you know, self-sabotage or having those destructive habits and getting more to behavior that's intentional and having appreciation and just honoring yourself in that regard. What I'm really excited about is those that have worked with me as part of my 90 day transformation package have achieved weight loss. And so I know from, you know, for some people it's like, oh, I always want to lose weight. Like weight, weight loss is like number one, but it actually has become secondary to the result because of the development that we do. It creates that change and that transformation from the inside out. So we're seeing definitely more confidence and the behavior change. So it's like, that is what illuminates and gets the result the client wants. And then realizing, Oh, I, and I lost weight too. Like, awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of awesome. that, that second thing. And then, you know, for life coaching with those that I've worked with, that one is more of, you know, there's something about us internally. We all have a fear. And if we can just capture that and like change it to become a truth and have that as your personal power, you really gain confidence, willingness, and you have resources to take bold action to have the life that you really want to live. I think so many of us, we are afraid to maybe go outside of our comfort zone because of the unknown. So just learning that it's okay to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. And so for the one that I was really um, most just super proud of with one of my clients was that, you know, she told me, she's like, I can feel the change. But when people started coming up to her to say, wow, you're, you have such a great attitude about things, you know, even in kind of a tough environment. She's like, I feel it. But if other people are noticing it, the change in me, like, this is pretty cool. She was in a position that she had almost worked at a place for two decades and she realized how toxic of an environment it was. And she shared with me, she's like, had I not done the program, I wouldn't have had the confidence to be able to go out and look for another job because the toxicity was just impacting her herself, um, her health, her family life. And she's like, I've had enough, but I never thought I could leave 
because I just thought that it was, you know, the job I was meant to do. So she actually was able to, to get a different job and is so happy and just illuminates the confidence and the well-being. So I'm just really excited for her on that. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, as far as connecting with me, I always want to do a consultation with any prospective clients just because I want them to know what the program's about and to make sure that they feel I'm a good fit for them and that, you know, vice versa, that they're a good fit for me. And so we do that consultation and then we'll kind of go through what the activities are. Like I said, it's kind of a 90 day approach that I, I utilize. And so I'm available right now. I have an Instagram page, choose your journey with Andrea. And then I'm also on Facebook, um, choose your journey. That's awesome. Um, okay. I did have go one. Ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I, I do have, um, I do have upcoming a program I'm going to be offering for starting November 1st, and it's actually how to have weight loss during the holidays. So I think about people have kind of joked, right? Like the COVID 15 or maybe it was a COVID 19 pounds. And now you add in holidays. Oh my gosh. Like our wardrobe cannot allow. Can't handle that. So yeah, what I'm setting out to do is an eight week program to help people connect with understanding how to control the blood sugar levels, doing a protein um, review and just changing the relationship with food. And I'm not, I've tried, I can't track. I just don't connect with tracking. And so this is kind of a no diet, no supplements, nothing. It's just like connecting with internally how your relationship is with food and how to change that, which will end up in a weight loss. So I'm excited for that. That's so exciting. So if people are interested in that, they can, do you focus mostly on people you can work with in person or can they be virtual? Yep. Virtual, all audience types. So I've met with people face-to-face. We've done zoom. It's been virtual. So kind of whatever works for their schedule too. Awesome. So then we'll remind them of where they can contact you on social in a little bit, but it's time for the speed round. I did not give Andrea any of these questions ahead of time. They're just really fun. Like off the cuff, tell me your favorite things. All right. So one of my favorite things to talk about is what was your very first job? (laughs) A life skill job or a paying job? Ooh, either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my first life skill job was milking cows for my neighbors. Oh, Um, that taught you a lot. I'm sure. It did. And I actually created procedures. So I think I was 14 and I made notes on what had to be done with each. And I think they kept them for use, like when they were on vacation or had someone step in. So I really enjoyed that. But my first real job, I guess you could say where I had to, was I worked at Sears, which, you know, Sears has been gone for a while now. I feel like, gosh, that's, that's aging me. Um, But I worked in the retail. And that was like, huge back then. I mean, I, Andrea and I don't live too far away from each other. So in Dubuque, which is like the hub of the county, like Mm -hmm. Sears was big and you would like, Oh God, I remember going there with my parents and like, we'd be going shopping and you'd like, then you'd go to the food court. It was such a treat. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, um, that's so funny. You talk about like making a procedure manual. Cause I did the same thing (laughs) when I was in, I worked at a local manufacturing factory. And the summer before I graduated, I remember they were going to have somebody else from high school, like take over my responsibilities. And I'm like, nobody has ever documented like what is all required. It's just like in people's heads 
And so I'm like, we need to get this figured out. So I made this binder and like up till two years ago, they were like, we still use your binder. And I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, it's been 15 years. You guys, you can update it. <laughs> uh, okay. What's your favorite snack? Oh, my favorite snack. Hmm. It doesn't have to be healthy, but it can be. Uh, yeah. Gosh, my favorite snack would be a s'more. I love s'mores. Oh, yum. That sounds really good. What is your favorite social media platform? My favorite social media platform, I'm learning about Instagram. So that has been really fun. I feel like it has, I've been on Facebook for most of my time, but I've migrated to Instagram and I just really enjoy kind of the atmosphere. Um, it's just, I don't know, playful, fun, like kind of more lighthearted. Facebook can be a little bit heavy sometimes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> what is your favorite podcast to listen to? I know it's probably this one, but for the sake of today, I do. You get, <laughs> no, just kidding. What is the podcast that you listen to? If you're like going for a walk or you're like, you need some uplifting moments. Yeah, I, I do really enjoy Molly, all the episodes that you've had. And my other one is I love listening to Trent Shelton. Okay. I haven't listened to his podcast yet. I've heard him speak, but yeah. I haven't heard his podcast. Good one. You'd recommend. Oh yeah. He's very uplifting and I just appreciate his, um, and journey. You know, I think about like, he was an ex NFL player turned motivational speaker and just how his approach is at things. And it's different than mine, obviously, but in, in hearing from a man's perspective too, I'm just, I'm blown away every time I hear him. So always, awesome. on, well, always on there. I have to check that one out. I'll link to it too, in the show notes for anybody who's listening. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would you pick? If I could have dinner with anyone, George Strait. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's exciting. I saw him in concert twice and you thought, okay, I think about it. Like my reaction, I couldn't even control myself. Like, you know, back when the Beatles were big, girls would just be crying. This man is like amazing. And I was like bawling at his concert. Like I was just starstruck, like, oh my God. So yeah, I would love to have dinner with George Strait. That's awesome. Great answer. Uh, only two more, Andrea. So if you could go anywhere, let's say like travel restrictions are lifted, you can choose anywhere that you want to go. It can be just you, you mm -hmm. and Joe, you and some girlfriends, you and the family. Where would you pick? I would go to Alaska. <sighs> anywhere in that particular is, or just like tour the state? You know, I'm not sure, but that is on my bucket list uh, for when I turn 40. That is my destination place. So I'm going to make it happen. Awesome. Good for you. All right. Last question. Do you have a goal yet for 2021? Have you thought that far ahead or still working it out? My goal for 2021, I think would be really to immerse myself um, within coaching and just, you know, I've been, I'm doing the master program. Um, I started that back up in September. So it's just really diving into more about identity and beliefs and that'll wrap up in June. So I think just taking all the information that I'm learning and just being able to apply it fully and hopefully impact some lives positively along the way. Oh, that's so great. Andrea, you have been such an amazing guest. I have felt so relaxed, so motivated by your passions. And yeah, you've just been so great. And thank you for giving us your time today and your tips. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I loved it.
And can you remind us one more time, where can people connect with you on social? Yes, I'm on Facebook on Choose Your Journey. I'm on Instagram, Choose Your Journey with Andrea. And I also have email, chooseyourjourney at yahoo.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andrea. And thank you everybody for listening. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollycanuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.